Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to 30 Random Questions, the pod that takes a deep dive into the soul of a 9320 contributor and finds out what makes them tick, what excites and inspires them, who are they? Next up on our interrogation rack we have Ben, a lifelong match-going blue and an all-round decent fella, but what motivates him to graft on cold, wet mornings and what would he and would he metaphorically kick cats into touch? Let's find out. Hi Ben, are you there? Yes, I am, Steve. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right, but that was a tricky sentence to say. <laughs> <laughs> Would he metaphorically kick cats into touch? Yeah, it's like a, a tongue twister. Um, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, we were just saying off air, the weather's been awful this weekend, but um, have you been up to much? Uh, Sunday, very boring day. Food, Big food shop, things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I met um, it's my sister's birthday, and I went... I had the obligation of going into town and uh, and picking my wife up, so and I got roped into staying for a couple of drinks, which was quite nice in the end, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, and let the let the kids. My kids are a little bit older than yours, obviously, so let them fend for themselves. But they were messaging messaging us about five o'clock, going, "Can you come back and feed us?" Basically, <laughs> so yeah. Well, was good. I was listening to um, a bad parenting podcast the other day, and um, they had Alex James on from Blur. And he said that when his kids now, he's got five, and they're all kind of between the age of 13 and 18, 13 and 19. And he said parenting completely changes now. He's basically a taxi driver and a chef. Would you yeah. say that's, that's fair? Yeah, even, I think it was Friday night, I was, uh, and my son does that annoying thing for picking him and his mate up where they both sit in the back, so you definitely feel like mm. a taxi driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I used to do that myself, to be fair, as a kid. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Before we begin some housekeeping, you will be asked 30 questions, of which you can refuse to answer only one. And if you do, it will be replaced by a devilish other inquiry. Mostly your questions will be accepted and we will simply move on. But the question master reserves a right to ask follow-up inquiries if deemed necessary. You happy and willing to start, sir? Yep, let's go. We will begin where we always begin. When and where were you at your happiest? So I, th- I think it's tricky, this one, in terms of, obviously, you can put down things such as individual moments. So I think uh, individual moments for me would, would probably be around around City um, mm. and around recent years, to be honest. I, I get a little bit of stick in my house from the fact that when both of my sons were born, uh, I didn't cry, didn't shed a tear. Right. Um, but, I, but I have done on a few occasions for City. <laughs> and my, my excuse for that really is, and it's it probably sounds lame, and my wife certainly thinks it does, but mo- both of my kids were born by C-section, so it was almost like there's a bit of an inevitability about it. I guess is that right. It was it was very weird that you know we were basically booked in for nine a.m. or something, and ten past nine we knew we'd have a baby in our arms. But as I say, it's a lame excuse. Um, <laughs> but I've got to say, it is it is a lame excuse. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, I mean, recent times, obviously, I think. Similar, similar to you, we were in the pub, weren't we, for for ninety three twenty. So that was a great moment. But then to do it s- similarly against Villa with, with Gundogan and share that with my son, uh, that was great. Um, but I guess in terms of like overall general, like when have you when's been your happiest period of your life? I'd probably say to be honest, the last sort of five or six years. Um, right. Okay. Sort of gone gone hand in hand, I guess. With I started. Um, I started a business with a mate of mine about seven or eight years ago, and just as that's evolved and moved on and grown, it's been been good. And we've had you know 
freedom, I guess, to, to do stuff that you don't when you when you're working for somebody else and that. You know, as as I was saying about the kids, I think when the kids, not to say that I didn't, of course, enjoy it, but those first, I don't know, three or four years, you know, when you you're doing a lot of things in you know in, in relays with your your partner and stuff, mm. it's it's tough. And as they've as they've got older, you know, you different challenges, um, but you know, everything is is a little bit easier and stuff. So I'd say, yeah, the last sort of five or six years have have been really good. I think you are the sixth or seventh we um contributor we, we've kind of done this with and you're the first person to say now and like bring it to the present that's lovely that that's a lovely uh a lovely thing um spoiler alert i'm doing it next week and mine won't be now <laughs> i have yeah a, a two-year-old and uh yeah it won't be now <laughs> if manchester city didn't exist who would you be a supporter of so again to put put the cards on the table uh, as, as I've said before, and as you know, Steve, I, I live in Chester, so it's sort of an area where there's quite a few clubs around. So Liverpool yeah. and Everton, for example, very close. Loads, loads of, of Everton in our area, isn't it? Loads of Everton. Yeah, um, and, and obviously United, the others, and you know, I'll, I'll be honest and say I probably flirted with a few other clubs sort of before I was, I guess, under under the age of ten and stuff, and had many kits of, of many players, and I guess generally I just sort of liked football. Mm. Um, my dad. Has always been a City fan, um, and but to be fair to him, I would say he didn't like you know crank up the pressure. Certainly not like I've done with my kids. But he was <laughs> he was almost basically sort of let me find my way into supporting City, which is what happened um, in the end. Really, when I first started going to matches with him, he probably knew exactly what he was doing. But but that's how it happened. But I guess, and I, I suppose in a way, particularly when obviously it's not the case now, but when I was growing up. City obviously weren't popular and certainly weren't again around where I live. I think you know, I was for example one of three or four people who supported City in the whole of my sort of high school. So, I, I think what I one of the things that drew me to City was that you know, they weren't the team that everyone else was supporting. You know, it was a bit like I guess you know, if you unearth like a, a new artist or album or b-side or something like that i quite like that appeal yeah um so i'd say it would probably would have been like a similar team of, you know in terms of how they were doing at that time you know like a forest or a villa you know almost somebody who was like middling i guess and weren't the most popular but you know we're big enough to have like you know a decent stadium and, and you know relatively well known and stuff so mm. i'd probably say that rather than say the easy answer, I mean, a couple of people have said, and mine's similar in terms of, as I say, my dad's a City fan, but most of his family are United fans. Um, I could have gone that way, but no, I think it would have been a less popular team. Doesn't bear thinking about, does it? It <laughs> no. doesn't. Um, what song means the most to you? Oh, tricky one. Um, I think, I mean, I, I grew up uh, basically being a huge sort of Oasis fan, really, and indie. I like all different types of music. Um, but I'd probably say out of anything, it's sort of like that sort of Britpop indie sort of music. So I'd probably have to say like one of those, which was of of the moment, you know, like Champagne Supernova, which of course like the lyrics don't actually mean anything whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. um, or, or, you know, or Live Forever or Supersonic or something like that, which I think I can listen to and it immediately sort of puts me back to, to that sort of time of, you know, going to see Oasis gigs and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd probably say one of their... One of their hits, really. There's that story that Noel Gallagher says about how part of the lyrics of Champagne Supernova came to him when he was at his mate's house, and he quickly phoned for a cab so he could go home and basically, you know, cobble it all together. And he's like, yeah, but 
we don't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you have just remembered <laughs> going slowly down the hall? I mean, it's very, but yeah. Um, what's the oddest way you have accidentally hurt yourself? So, one um, one thing that sort of sprung to mind when I heard uh, some of the other podcasts on this. So, what once when um, when I was young, I went skiing with uh, with with the school. The only time I've ever been skiing in my life, but we went skiing with the school. And on one evening, uh, we went ice skating. Right. But of course, the ice was was genuine ice rather than you'll know this the the ice rink at D side, which <laughs> yes. is too far away. So. So basically, we went uh, we went ice skating, uh, and I was like not bad at ice skating. So basically, I was showing off, um, and I was basically probably trying to impress this one particular girl, and basically <laughs> just skating uh, around her. I remember like doing it on basically on one foot. And what happened was I went towards her, and if you imagine on ice, what people do is when they panic on ice, they sort of kick their feet back and forth. Yeah. So I, as I went towards her. Her, she kicked her foot forward and took out my standing leg. Um, and basically, long story short, I woke up about five minutes later, completely stone cold, knocked out, um, and on the ice rink and everyone wow. were looking at me and carrying off the ice rink. So yeah, so that was probably the most thing, and as I say, came from me being a bit of a knobhead, really. You know what? It's, it's a dangerous pastime, I think, isn't it, ice skating? It really is. It's kind of, it always goes through me, that the thought of kind of, yeah, knocking it's yourself you, out. Tucking your fingers in and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the blades and it, yeah, there's a lot of danger there. And we just <laughs> let our kids just go off and do it. And and if you could nominate one Premier League footballer to run your life, admin <laughs> decisions, everything for a full year, who would you choose? Um, oh, Premier League footballer. So obviously, the most that we know about is is the City players. I think mm. got particularly as I've got older, I've given. <laughs> less of a shit really about other other players and other teams so I'd probably say a City player I think it would be pretty wild for if you know if you said somebody like like Haaland or something I mean Grealish is the obvious one in terms yeah. of he's he's just a bit crazy and nuts, but I think I think Haaland has got that mix of that he's obviously like all these things you hear he's like a very very good professional and takes that part of his life seriously but I also just think he's just Almost reminds me of you know people say that goalkeepers are crazy. I think Haaland has got that streak is that he's just a complete completely crazy character. Mm. So so he'd have some of it in check, but I think every now and again there'd just be like huge amount of randomness that you'd be thinking what what am I doing here? <laughs> I'd love that. Um, who are the most overrated band or the most overrated singer in the history of music? So. I guess this one might be a bit a bit controversial, but yes. it's just a, ba- a band I never really got really, um, which was probably Radiohead. Again, might be aiming at some of our listeners. Um, but yeah, as I said, I was sort of in into the more I guess sort of like rocky, sort of indie, Britpop kind of thing. And mm. I think Radiohead. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I liked a few songs. I mean, like Fake Plastic Trees and stuff like that. But a lot of it just sounded a bit like. Yes, like droning on and very, you know, slow and depressing and stuff. And I never really got the hype around it. Although, you know, some people or some friends absolutely were mad and loved loved them and couldn't get enough of them. I just, I never really got onto that really. Yeah, well, we've now got Radiohead in our kind of proverbial room one and one. Um, Led Zeppelin, Nirvana. <laughs> got some good bands in there. Um, fill in the blank. Blank got a raw deal from City and all City's fans, and deserved better? 
Now, again, again, probably a controversial one, this. Um, particularly, I think, from what followed after he led, left City and, and since to this day, things you hear about on this day. Um, but I think at the time, this player was, was basically probably City's best player and, and a big influence, and that's probably Joey Barton. Yeah, OK. Um, and like I say, he's a complete knobhead and, you know, he's... <laughs> Is you know that obviously the game against QPR and all the things you hear about him, he's clearly got several issues and stuff. But I think at that time, he was a genuinely good player, and he got um, he got the England call up at the time. And I genuinely thought that he you know he was worth that England call up at the time. Technically, he was a good player. He probably thought he was a bit better than he was if he was you know obviously he was taking all of our corners and free kicks and everything. Um, but. <laughs> I mean, he probably he probably didn't get a good re- you know a good reception in the end and stuff because of what happened even even as he left City before he did all the other stuff. But I think technically and as a as a footballer and I guess as a product of our academy, he was he was actually a really good player. So do you think he deserved better as regards to he was underrated? I think technic as a footballer at the time, as yeah. I say, in terms all the other stuff is completely understandable. You know, he was he he's an idiot, but. Uh, but yeah, he was he was a, a really good, technically a good player. I always thought. Okay, what is the least amount of money you would accept to swallow <laughs> a live worm? So I think to give uh, Lloyd and Tom their correct <laughs> credit on this question, um, and I, you know, I, th- I think the angle that they're going from certainly Lloyd was that you know it's basically uh, as in you just do it for a laugh essentially. A, a pissed up prank, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and I totally totally get that. Uh, and you know maybe this this question should be caveated with if you'd had five pints or something more <laughs> yeah. before, and that'd certainly be lower. But I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think I'm squeamish or anything like that. So again, I'd like to think I'd be in the category of you know do it for a, a relatively low amount, just just for a laugh sort of thing. So yeah, so I don't know, hundred quid or something like that that would uh, you know get and then do it, get it out of the way in the pub and then get a get around him with the money or something stupid like that. Yeah, timing is everything with this question, I think, because, you know, if someone kind of delivered it to your door on a Tuesday morning, you'd be wanting a lot more than 100 quid. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, if if it's a kind of a Friday night, then, yeah, it is a different matter. Um, Regardless of alcohol, I think timing is is key as well. Um, Do you have cause or reason to be jealous of a friend? Uh, No, I don't think I do. Um, I remember once... Years and years ago, uh, my my boss at the time basically sort of said, you know, he was talking about salaries and pay and stuff like that. And he was basically said, everyone needs to get out of their head what the next person's getting or getting paid yeah. and stuff and basically be happy with your lot um, and be appreciative with your lot. And I think um, I think that's, that's really good advice, to be honest. I, I certainly wouldn't look over and say, you know, you know, pure proper jealousy in terms of you know you want that in in place of somebody else having it or, or something obviously there's certain cases when you think so and so is lucky to to be able to you know i don't know ha- have something or, or something like that but i wouldn't say it's jealousy i think you know i'm relatively happy and appreciative of my lot really thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show to listen to the full podcast and all our contents including reviews previews analysis quizzes and much more Go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.